Hello, people. John Sands here. Welcome back to the Poetry Gods. Uh, when Aziza, Jose, and I last left you, we were in the midst of an interview with Mahogany L. Brown. And if you heard it, then you know that it was going so well that we couldn't, in good conscience, press the stop button. Uh, so we made a unanimous decision to let it ride. And as a result, what you're about to hear is part two of our first two-part episode. If this is your first time tuning in, you should hit stop, and you should listen to the previous episode, which is part one with Mahogany L. Brown. You shan't be sorry. Uh, And when we last left off, she had just read the poem that you're about to hear. It's so good that it's worth hearing twice. And that is where today's story begins. Have a great time listening. We love you. Deeply. Getting a little mid poem or mid interview poem, uh, you know. Hold on to your butts. Yeah. Uh, hold on to your cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody comes in. Uh, I want you to put your hands together. Make a lot of noise wherever you're at. You're drinking your morning coffee. You know what I'm saying? Make a lot of noise from Mahogany L. Brown. So I rarely get to do love poems. Um, so I'm going to try today. Yes. Please do. And this is a response to Januka Pill Rider's question um, from Vertical Interrogation of Strangers. Hmm. Uh, the question was, what is the shape of your body? Hmm. Bless the sun. Bright in its rising, how it kissed your face this morning, how your breath caught itself in your throat. Today, no one has left the earth violent hmm. yet. No one has lost a war yet. Mm. Only breath and hear and the sun. Amen. Bless the boats. Each river that brought your love closer to you. Each world within a world. Orbit like a colonizer's prayer. Hmm. Where no weapons shall prosper. Where no grandmother's juju withers in a leather knapsack. Only breath of a body docking to the land of its lover and the sun. She is here too. On fire. Amen. Bless the fingers that stretch away from the body. How it finds another body near the light. How the light make everything safe. How safe can be a new house. And the fingers drop heavy with shimmer like a promise you once dreamt. Where you and the sun and your love lie against the skin of each other. The wind whipping you close. Your fingers intertwine. Bless a prosperous love. And the hands unafraid of its weight. Your kind of kiss that weight can bring. Bless the untamed, the unafraid, the unconquerable love. Let it shred itself to bits in your mouth. Look how it stay. Amen. For knowing like this, the kind that wakes you at night, the kind that props open your front door and leads you to a porch, let you look up the block easy with a home sturdy and still at your feet. Damn. Woo. Yeah, man. Give it up. Woo. Love. I'm so excited to do a love poem. And I would love to just talk about like your work and how it plays out in the different rooms it plays out in. Mm. Um, because when you were um, the uh, assistant teacher at Cave mm-hmm. in the Erica Hunt workshop, mm-hmm. I was um, a grad assistant. There it is. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I didn't remember the title, um, but. Anytime your work, you read it in the room, mm-hmm. you just written it, you know, a second before. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, you know, like the way it played in the room was just everyone was stunned. Like it's stunning work. And, and so I have a hard time just imagining it being played out any differently, you know, um, because I think like what you do on the page and what you do in your voice, it's just so emphatically yourself, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. 
And um, do you want that's to talk? That's a beautiful way to put it. Oh, so thank you. Yourself. Yeah, I mean, I, and, and that's the part you don't compromise on. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'll play on the page. I'll play with form. Mm-hmm. I'll do any form. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll even use any word. It's not even the words that are you, you know? Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's just the you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm a Cave Canem uh, fellow, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I graduated in 2013, mm-hmm. and I got the uh, the opportunity to work with some amazing writers, um, the Nikki Finneys and the Terrence Hayes. Wow. Um, Jesus, Sapphire came, and mm-hmm. Dazaka Shange, Amiri Baraka, Toy Derricotte, Cornelius Eady. Um, I don't want to go through the list because that actually is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is it was writing with those persons in mind, you know, sitting with Claudia Rankin, mm-hmm. sitting with um, other poets who don't compromise their tongue for the art to be considered American. Wow. For their, for their voice to be considered uh, a part of the canon. And I learned there that I don't have to change my voice mm-hmm. just to have a poem be in the same canon as the Frost and the Keats. As you know, like it's whatever. Right, right. So we don't have to go through all the names right. in which we have to study, um, but we do have to go through all of the forms in which they said our our native tongue cannot mm. exist. Mm. And that is why when I write in any form, I'm keeping the Dunn's language. I'm talking yeah. how my grandmama need to hear me talk. I'm talking how the dude on the block need to hear me talk because I'm talking for them and with them and to them. Yeah. And you can be a part of the conversation if you choose, but I'm not going to eliminate them yeah. as an audience member to make you feel good. Yeah. I can't. No. You know, I can't, especially when I remember my entry into poetry was damn near didn't happen. Yeah. All because I didn't see myself. Mm. All because I couldn't hear myself. All because when I did write... The teacher took my page and wrote, not like this. You know what I mean? Wow. She wrote, not like this. You can't, you can't do that. You, she told me, I, I can't do that. <laughs> and look at how language has changed. Yeah. Look at how language has changed and how we, um, um, how language has changed and we include things that we're always told, we're told not to include. Yeah. Like, ain't is now a part. Yeah. Right? right? We were told, you know, nouns can only be nouns. Verbs can't be nouns. <laughs> Psych. <laughs> <laughs> changed the game yeah. with with our own swag. Yeah. We changed the game. Everybody want to be us without the death of us. Mm. And so why not continue to be us everywhere? And alive. And alive. Like you're not just going to see me when I'm gone. And yeah. I'm going to be celebrated while I'm here. Yeah. And I'm going to be celebrated with people who talk like me. So mm. when I go into the barbershop, when I go into the, the group homes, or when I go into the prison yard, right? These poems are going to manifest and be for people who need them because I need them. Yeah. And I can find my way into poetry in in many different parts of the world. And I'm going to make these poems be a part of that canon. Yeah. And they can either step aside and let us get along together or I'm going to break through that motherfucking barrier. Mm-hmm. And and all my people going to sit on your couch. You know what I'm saying? Like, and we're going to put feet up on the get fucking comfy. table. Get yep. comfy. Yep. Yes. Yep. Because who I roll, I roll with, and I tell people all the time, I got gunners. Like, yeah. they are so amazing. Like, they spit fire. And you can see it on the page and teach it. Yeah. Right? So when I go into schools, and um, I remember I had this one argument with a woman. She was like, I don't know why you keep talking about hip-hop. We brought you in here for poetry. Excuse me? Okay, boo-boo. Wow. So I write pumpkin, look. Pumpkin. Yeah. You need to now. One. Um, two, we are talking about poetry. And she's like, well, I don't understand. You keep talking about Lil Wayne. And I said, bet. Yo. So what, and, and I, just, I just let her be in her feelings. And I yeah. said, can I ask you guys real quick, this line right here. Um, I'm a beast. Hmm. What what is that? Kim's like that's a metaphor. Woo! And this is the baby that like that's... you know what I'm saying. This is the baby that's like running from the cops. Well, there it is. Right. But he can understand I'm a beast because I taught them like yes. everything you do is figurative language. Yeah. Everything we are, you are walking poetry every day. But the fact that you're not in the ground, you know, like I, and yo, I love that you say Lil Wayne too because mm-hmm. uh, this made me so I'm amped because yeah. um. So I feel like the song, so the Carter Three seminal text, okay. teach it. I feel like everywhere you can, because right, right, right. that was just genius album, um, and Pussy Monster specifically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I wrote this essay. We're supposed to write an essay before our most recent packet of poems for our final mm-hmm. about like your poetics. 
and I was and I wrote this essay like Pussy Monster is the backbone of my poetics wow. actually because yo I'll send it to you um, but Lil Wayne I would just listen to it over and over and his voice is in equal parts like commanding and desperate you know it wobbles and it, mm. it's yearning always mm. and it's always like on the brink of something mm. and in, in Pussy Monster he says I can make it rain I'm the hurricane sun Right, so he's not a U.S. citizen. Mm -hmm. He's not New Orleans citizen. No. He's the citizen of a storm. Yeah, that that's of a that's natural it. disaster of a disaster. Yeah, yeah. He's a citizen of the thing that people use as an excuse to leave black people behind. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. and and he knows it. Mm. And I remember showing it to a colleague of mine, and he was like, "Do you think Lil Wayne thinks like that about it?" And now. I think, and I think that's the space in which they used to discredit us. Yep. Yeah. It's like, well, if the author's not thinking about it, yeah. then I don't know, I don't know. And I'm like, even if Lil Wayne doesn't talk the way I talk about his work, mm -hmm. Lil Wayne knows in his gut mm -hmm. what it is. You don't mm -hmm. say I'm the hurricane's son for mm -hmm. nothing. Mm -hmm. like, you, or you maybe know. he does. Right. Guess what? Who cares? That doesn't invalidate it. The moment that it's art, yep. it's mine. But yeah. also you're talking about <laughs> someone who's walking around all day with a tape recorder recording lines. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Who, that's like walking around with a notebook all day, yeah. writing in your notebook. Yeah. Been, been He's on his grind. Like, yeah. yeah. Literally, like, came out, he was, what, 17 on, on his first feature? But he was he was rhyming. I met yeah. him at 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was rapping. Wow. Well. Yeah. But did you meet him when you were working? I did. Wow. I interviewed him then. How was he? He was lovely. He was huh. a baby, like the baby face. <laughs> he was so lovely. And, and like the, the man thing, it was like really wow. Very totally southern. opposite of what they try to sell you about, you know, yeah. hip hop. Right. Um, but you're right. They want to invalidate. Of course. Language. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, the best way to invalidate language when brilliant people can find the figurative language in it is to invalidate the source. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's why they're like, oh, Beyonce didn't do Lemonade. She didn't mean to do that. She hired somebody to do that. And I'm like, even if she didn't mean to do it, it's done. It's done. What's good? And if she hired somebody to do it, because, right? It's My done. It's done. Good. Now what? Right? And she hired one of the people on her team um, was Khalil Joseph. Mm -hmm. Khalil Joseph, who filmed Never Catch Me Come video, who filmed um, Until the Quiet Comes video, mm -hmm. both videos in the canon of I'm not dead, right? Mm. Even when I'm dead. Mm. So, so even if she did just hire a team and put out some hot shit, she hired that team. Mm -hmm. yeah. right. She had enough know-how yeah. to do that. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like that's what we do with this work. We got enough, even though I didn't know what I was doing, when I started doing like ekphrastic poems mm -hmm. and um, contrapuntals and um, Genesis, which yeah. is like the five-column poem from left to right, and then the sixth poem is... Um, all of the columns left to right and then the seventh poem is the erasure of the words in those poems. I need to do one of those. She's banging. <laughs> yeah. Amanda Johnston, shout out, yeah. co-founder of Black Poets Speak Out, she came up with this shit wow. because she had time. Yeah. Because she had a community that said, work on your art. We mm. got you. You don't have to prove that you deserve to be here. You mm. don't have to prove that your poem is a poem. Work on something that's going to change mm -hmm. the landscape. Yeah. And the, the genesis happened, you know what I'm saying? So I'm doing all these things, and I'm like, how do I exist in the genesis, in the hustle, in, in, in the contrapuntal, with language that I can read to my grandmother and her yeah. not say, okay, baby, now what that means? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What yeah. if I talk in her language and it's still poetic? How do you do that? Oh, how, do I not, how do I not negotiate my being hmm. by trying to get on? Right. You wanted to say something. Well, what I was thinking about at the conversation about like how they try to uh, discredit, you know what I mean? Yeah. An artist's work. I mean, I remember specifically when I was at college, um, in all the creative writing spaces that I was in, the feedback that I got, no matter the poem or whatever I wrote, was always, you know, that the joint was raw. It was like, oh, well, say your work is so raw. Uh, it's so raw. It just feel like it's so. That's like deep. Yeah, it's, it's so, so emotional. Too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was, and it was. It didn't matter what I wrote. You know what I mean? Like it didn't matter if it was a love poem. It mm. didn't know. It didn't matter if it raw was like a poem from my mom. It didn't matter raw if it was like. <laughs> it didn't matter if it was. It didn't matter what it was because they weren't reading the text. You no. know what I'm saying? They right. were reading my identity. They were yeah. like. Jose is Mexican from Calumet City, Illinois, da-da-da-da-da. And that's the only thing they knew about me. And that's the only thing they, they read when they read the words on the page was mm -hmm. just who I was. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and so that's what I'm thinking about when you're talking about how they 
try and discredit Lil Wayne. It's like he can't have any artistic Idea genius. He can't actually. Doing. That's too smart for then someone like Lil Wayne. He was shot when he was a kid. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. on and on and on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like look at the way he wears his hair. Like just on and on. Like. And it's bullshit. It's yeah. bullshit. And really, it comes back to something that we were... I can't remember if we talked about it on the podcast or before the podcast when we were just kind of chopping it up. But it's really... I really think that people are just mad. And let me be specific. White folks are mad that they, <laughs> <laughs> that they are not keeping up. You know what I mean? That they cannot, the that they cannot innovate. That and, and here's how you know. I'm sorry. I no, go ahead. I'm about to... No, but here's, here's how you know. Not... All white people are mad. Fair, very fair. Right? But right? whiteness. Your whiteness, whiteness is mad. No, Your pervasive go. access to privilege is mad. Yeah. And, yes. and and when you decide that that shit don't serve you no more, you can come sit in my house. Come on. You absolutely can because yeah. I got mad white cousins. You can't come in my house. Yeah. You could be on the porch. Right, right. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna kick you off the land. You know, you can sit on the porch. You can sit on the porch. You can garden in the back. I got you a back house because I had a back house. Shit. Mm-hmm. You know, you could sit in the back house. You could chill. But and and I I because I really feel that you know there are there are some amazing white folk in my life, John included. You know, absolutely, well, Maggie shout included. Out to John. Shout out to John. <laughs> shout out to John. Shout out to myself. Right over there. You know. Who 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 did nothing but say, hey, hey, you know, from me looking Mm. like me to you looking like you, you matter. Mm. You know, and that kind of blew my mind to be honest. Like I was at NYU and in my first uh studying acting and playwriting, and in my first um cohort, because we had cohorts for like conservatory training, it was all white people Mm. and me. And I remember we did this one exercise at the end of the semester where everyone in the class would stand in a line on one side of the room and you would walk up to the other and say your name. Mm. And it was, a, it was a breath and voice class. And you had to, like, say your name, say who you were. And I walked up to the front, and it was the first time I looked around and went, this is fucked up. Mm. I don't want to say my name to y'all no more. Mm. I don't want, I've been saying my name the whole time, mm. and you haven't been listening. Mm. And I'm tired of saying my motherfucking name. All I do is run around going, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, and nobody's listening. Mm, yeah. and all you do is get mad at me and bullshit, whatever. But you were one of the few people, like white artists in this city, who were like, hey man, even you right now at this like nascent stage of your craft, you matter, you matter, mm. you matter. And that meant something. Mm. Right. You know? I think what whiteness is scared of is a merit-based rubric. Hmm. You know? Like that... Well, as opposed (laughs) to the idea that, oh, there's a certain way in which if you just follow this particular rule, then you belong or you have this success. You know that James Baldwin quote where he's like, you know, you identify progress as my ability to be white. My only problem is I've seen white people and I don't think that they want to be white. And you can't imitate an imitation, right? And so if you, you know, in whiteness are inside of a space thinking, okay, like, you know, success is about my ability to do this. Poetry readings are supposed to sound like this. And I belong in this room as long and I as long as I look longingly while someone is reading their poem (laughs) like this. And then and you know, like you walk into the room Mm -hmm. and the idea is you can't be anybody but yourself. Mm -hmm. And that threatens the idea of a non-merit-based rubric which affirms whiteness in that space, uh-huh. right? It affirms a structure where... Structure. Yeah, like it, it affirms the a structure. Hierarchy. Yeah, yeah it, affirms, it affirms the hierarchy. The hierarchy is threatened. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I, I was reading this one, um, Octavia Butler. Shout out to Octavia Butler, RIP. Oh, um, yes. Lilith's Brood. Mm-hmm. And, right, in the saga, it begins... Oh, I love her books because they all start, or for the most part start... With a black woman, main mm-hmm. character, mm-hmm. who doesn't know where the fuck she is mm-hmm. or her name. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, uh, what's good? You know, and then has to assess what's good. Man, sometimes I feel like that in every room I walk in. Mm-hmm. It's like I've forgotten completely everything and I have to relearn everything mm-hmm. because I'm around some people I don't know. Mm-hmm. And um, Lilith's Brood starts this one main black woman character, Lilith. Um, you know, the, we finally blew up the earth. Like, we blew it up, we fucked it up, we blew it up. And the aliens, these aliens came and saved us mm-hmm. and um their whole impetus as a species is knowledge the seek the procurement of knowledge and understanding so like even in way especially in ways that are like 
really inappropriate. They're like, but I have to understand you. Right. I have to, um, and so like they'll touch each other's forehead and like suck up all your information. Mm-hmm. Well, you still have it, but you're like, damn, that's personal. They're like, right. no, I have to understand you. And um, they said they were like watching, observing these humans, and they were like, your species is so interesting. Mm. You're incredibly intelligent. But you're invested in something that's not there, which is a hierarchy. Mm-hmm. And you've made it up because you're smart, but you're, you've, you've put so much into it that you, you've stagnated. Mm-hmm. And um, we need to, we need to like, you know, erase that. Like, out let, of you. Help, let us help you. Yeah. And they were like, no! Yeah, yeah. And it took generations, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's like the undoing of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think some of these fellowships that are coming up now, some of these new literary journals that are coming out now, these small press publishers that are investing in young poets mm-hmm. with with no fucks to give, yeah. are it, that's our attempt yeah. at at reshaping the landscape mm-hmm. and and inviting the canon to be exploded mm-hmm. um, so that another one can be mm-hmm. created. And maybe it's not. Maybe it's not a canon. Maybe it's not a canon. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. maybe it's something wider and more vast, huh. right? But I see it now yeah. being on like a different side of my career because um, I think we talked about this in the last podcast. I really, I understand like the hurry up and get it, hurry up and get it, hurry up and get it, get the accolades, get the accolades. Right. But I also know that I was going for these accolades because I was trying to keep my own art in front of me yeah. as a as a, a, a purveyor of art and a mentor to many artists it's really easy for you to lose sight on your own mm-hmm. sure. and that was the one way for me to stay involved to stay focused on what my art was doing on how I was right yeah. and when I learned that okay to be clear we went to nationals uh, 10 11 times I've never won a national poetry conference coaching an adult team mm-hmm. I went to Cupsy for a couple of years. I won a couple times with them, and I went to Walps, and Ebony won, right? And so New Pick, like, there's other things that have happened, but it was always for someone else. Yeah. Mm. It was never for myself, yeah. you know? It wasn't my poem on stage. Yeah. It wasn't my poem being, you know, retweeted. It wasn't... So I had to be like, alright, how do I exist in this world that uh, retweets and and highlights mm. and celebrates in this way without losing focus of what I want my art to do, without losing focus of what my soul needs to do. Mm-hmm. And that's where the fellowship started coming nice. in. That's where I found voice no matter what. Um, getting into the Poets House Fellowship in its second year mm-hmm. was very difficult. And not because I didn't believe I needed to be there, but because it's, it's an emerging emerging writers hmm. and at that point I didn't have a book that was picked up outside of penmanship books which I am the publisher of right hmm. um, and penmanship serves as a press which is very different from a house um, and I, that is a learning experience for me as well um, I wanted to make sure that there are books that can be available and, and distributed and beautiful for people who are performing because I remember what happened when I went to England and Poland and I had a chapbook mm-hmm. and they wanted to put it in the library. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I guess I need to do some shit with the barcode. Okay. <laughs> um, so then it became that thing where I was just like, here, you know, let's hook each other up, you know, get this shit done right and it'll be pretty and then, you know, but it's a marriage. We have to do it together. Um, so being there, knowing that I was only, not only, but like I didn't have a book out that made me emerging. Mm-hmm. Fucking light switch. I was like, I've been doing this for a decade and I'm still not arrived. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's a scary moment huh. where like all of all of the things you know, all of the things you've learned and all of the people who know you and celebrate you in some <coughs> way, small or large fashion to the this industry that can give you a salary, you know, to teach um and not 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 grants, mm-hmm. right? But like here you are a professor yeah. because that's what we do anyway as mentors. Yeah. That's professorship. Yeah. Really they just is. can't afford to pay yeah. us. It really, really so we is. get small amounts of money for yeah. very big, large amounts of work. Yeah. Um, so to be there and be like, damn, I'm still emerging blew my mind open. And that's when I was like, well, Kave was the beginning of me seeing that my art also needs to be refined. I need to replenish the well. I need to care about my craft mm-hmm. and learn new ways in which I investigate my writing. But that was a moment where I realized 
I have to see how my work, my work is sitting in the world yeah. and how I want to leave it. You know, when I leave, if somebody who don't know me reads my shit, yeah. I need to make sure it's going to be read how it needed to be read. Yeah. That, that was, was also amazing. after you had started that uh, Sunday writer's workshop Yeah, that went in the city. Yep. In Brooklyn. Yeah. Right here. So, Mo, what happens when you lay down to go to bed? Like, do you fall asleep easily or does your brain... Go I'm usually nuts. exhausted. Hmm. By the time I go to sleep, I have done 10 million things, yeah. right? So that Sunday workshop was a response to us being mentors for everyone else. Yeah. And that was when that was in the height of Urban Word, of Cupsy, of like all these like youth groups, which is dope and necessary, yeah. but I found myself being like, I wrote a poem though. Yeah. You're like, I'm helping poem. everybody write these poems, but you I... You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, right, I'm helping everybody else write their shit. And mm. I cannot get out a sentence. Mm. <laughs> what? The what? Yeah. So it became yeah, yeah. like, yo, let's do this for like eight weeks, I think we did. Five weeks? Yeah, I felt like it was ongoing for it, a it, couple it years. It picked up. It picked up, right? Um, but what I wanted it to do was to offer people who were mentoring a space where they get to be the student. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so all you had to do was one week where you facilitate it and nice. the rest of the time everybody else was, like everybody took their shift huh. yeah. and it was so good it people was... got their poems workshopped man I remember I went there with Ken Archon and we got mm-hmm. lost on the way mm-hmm. and uh, Ken almost got arrested for peeing because <laughs> that's what you don't do uh, <laughs> Ken Archon to be fair he really had to go to the bathroom <laughs> and I hope that he's not mad that I just shared that on yeah, the podcast I remember. if he is Ken Arkind is a delightful person. He is. And he's all the way in New Zealand. He'll be fine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) killing again. He'll be good. But that's also, Azizi, you said something that I will never forget. I don't think it was on the podcast. I think it was just in person. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you, I was asking you what you're thinking about in terms of your audience, I guess. I don't know. Like when you're writing your poem. I don't think I use the word audience. I hate that question. Reader. But it was like, Hmm. are you concerned with anybody's ability to understand like why these words should fit together as you're making them because you're so adventurous with language I feel like oftentimes that it's like also what makes it so incredible right Mm. and you were like uh I worry about them 23 hours a day and so when I'm writing I don't worry about them at all no I can't you know you were like I can't worry about them ever but the rest of my life is dedicated to worrying about them literally writing I don't worry about them at all yeah and I would cite my mom um, whenever I would because I get real anxious I have like a pretty big anxiety problem Mm -hmm. Um, and depression and anxiety right that's my my little deal the little house that I'm trying to like deconstruct Mm -hmm. and um, and my mom does too um, and so I would tell her this and we'd like learn from each other mm. and, I'd, and I'd be stressing about somebody for like an overbearing amount of time and my mom would be like real simple they'd be alright yep. and that's what I think about when I sit down to write mm. every time I hear my mom go they'd be alright mm. and, and it's like okay go you know and, and like all the shit that cause I, I've also had um, some very abusive friendships, mm-hmm. like just emotionally, mm-hmm. like one once regrettably physically, mm-hmm. you know, just like, ugh. and so I'd worry about them mm-hmm. and they would take up all my space. Mm-hmm. And, and that's when I wouldn't be writing, mm-hmm. but be like, I'm, I'm so worried about such and such. And I call my mom she'd be like, you know, I think, I think this is abuse, Aziza. Mm-hmm. And they'll also be all right. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to know if you don't show up to their little whatever, that they're going to be all right. Mm-hmm. right. You know, you have to know that like the house is not on fire. And it, and it took me until the house was on fire for me, mm-hmm. you know, like, like when, um, my cousin, you know, in the black community, like if they close family, you grew up together. That's your cousin. Right. So my cousin, um, you know, was taken from this planet, right? I remember this one such person who gave me such grief, um, you know, without even checking in on me or whatever. Mm. Uh, just hit me up and was like, "Oh yeah, we're not friends because you didn't hit me up all summer or some shit." And I remember looking at my phone like, "Wow, oh, 
you really going to be all right mm-hmm. doing whatever it is you're doing because you don't consider me. But I'm considering the fuck out of, like, you. But And then when it's not you, it's, like, cockroaches, police brutality, my <laughs> friends that actually love me, flowers, you know, Marvin Gaye, like, Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy's yeah. Raw stand-up, the little rascals. Like, I want, I want that Doug Williams, <laughs> the dis- horrible comedian, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Foxx's covers of Luther Vandross in his nice. early Texas Ooh, days, you know, performing in that. Uh-huh. It was amazing. Yeah. You know, and, and everyone's singing along with him. Like, mm. I'm so invested in here to ride for the things that, like, absurdly delight me mm. and that that's more important than me fussing about whoever you are, mm-hmm. you know, because you're going to fuss about you and you probably got a tribe of people you expect to fuss about you anyway. Yeah. And and I have people who love me so much that, like, Facts. they would... F- fussing don't come into it. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just like, I might be upset with some mm-hmm. shit that you did, and here's the shit that you did. Maybe I can't talk to you for, like, a day, you know? Yeah. But I'm like, yo, take your day. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm mad annoying, you know, and, like, not the one to be spoken to. Yeah. But what I can't do... I really can't be spoken to like I can't believe and, and you didn't mm, passive aggressive stuff because I'm like you know what man that's not interesting mm-hmm. and it hurts me mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and for someone to be so easy mm-hmm. to treat a person like they're expendable you know it's, it's like it's I, just a nasty yeah. I always come back to America because America Please. taught us like bad behavior it no. did so fucking fast no. food it's like <laughs> it's not good for your body you know it don't make passive aggressive right. as fast food <laughs> It don't make you shit right. Retweet. It don't make you shit right. It don't make you shit right. And I just love to be regular, you know? Can I I just say that... and Aziz, I've told you this, but I I love the way you use language. You know what I mean? Like Thank you. my favorite thing is I'll be like, Are you doing Yo, Aziza, such and such a thing was ruthless, and Aziza will text back immediately and be like, without Ruth, it's Ruth. <laughs> it's fun, and yo, and I I think like by asking people who have been usurpers of joy, mm. you know, to mm. leave, because now I'm getting a reputation for mean. Really? Very interesting. Really? Yes. You are literally Isn't one that? of like the top ten nicest people. Ever. I'm getting a reputation for mean. Um, what it, does it, that feel like? I, you know what? When I a laugh whole world at it. that doesn't know you decides. And I mean, yeah. I would like to pose this. Oh yeah. You. This um. is now my podcast. Oh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you have to go around, Interviews the powers we got. I mean, yo, if you ain't the god, I don't really know what this right, is, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, um, it's it's hilarious, because mm. I'll show it to, like, Christian, who's known me for over a decade, right? Mm-hmm. And she'll be like, <laughs> you know, because she knows that, like, I would spend nights mm. sick over, is Ashley mad at me? Yeah. I think oh, Ashley's yeah. mad at me. Mm. And Christian would be like, well, you did do something stupid. I'd be like, oh, damn it. She is mad. Well, yeah, she is. Kind of, oh, damn it. You know, <laughs> or like, no, she's not. What is wrong with you? Calm mm. down, you know? And, and it's funny because now there are certain people who approach me uh, as if I'm a mean person. Mm. And they'll, they'll come with me with that like, Oh, you know, like, did you hear this? That you better be good at this thing that you do, or whatever this, that, and the third. And I, and I literally hit them back, like, which probably only reinforces the mean thing. I'm like, you know what? I'm cool on that. Cause I can't, I can't put, I can't put none of mine on that. I don't even know what that eyes posturing is. Like, I'm only invested, really, in like, you know, um, a protection. Like, you're interested in protecting yourself. And you're interested in being vulnerable. And I think, like, meeting Morgan Parker actually was, like, a huge deal for me because mm-hmm. she's another Cali black girl, mm-hmm. you know, like we is. Mm-hmm. And, and a, right? Shout out Morgan <laughs> Parker, <laughs> um, who will be with us tomorrow. Hey! On the next the Poetry next, God's right? podcast. Um, but Two I, weeks from now. Yeah, you know, and, like, I remember we hung out for the first time. We went to film forum. And Morgan was, um, you know in the grad cohort at NYU and one of her friends taught me Mm. as a sophomore and this was the first time we were hanging out and deciding to hang out and she didn't know me at all really Mm. and I didn't know her at all really Mm. and um, we sat in the movie theater and watched this movie and then we went home Mm. and that was it and what I liked about that was that like somebody doesn't know me and hasn't decided what I am Mm. 
we just go and watch this movie together. And we would laugh at the same time, and we would t- know when to talk and know when to shut up, you know? Very mm-hmm. important in movie watching. And, yeah. and so now when I meet these new folk who are like, oh yeah, you don't give a fuck. Ah, and you don't give a fuck with this, that, and the third. And you know, mm-hmm. yeah, like, it's kind of like um, in Eddie Murphy's Raw set where people will come up to him and be like, you're the fuck you man. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, you're the bitch who don't give a shit. And you mm-hmm. know, like, and pussy this and bitch shit motherfucker and et cetera. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, there was a lot of other words yeah, in yeah. between. <laughs> That's all you with. You know, and, yeah. and it's it's insulting. Mm-hmm. And and I I can't, you know, and all love to to wherever you're at in your journey. And I'm really not trying to shade. Like, I would definitely be in places in my journey where I would think, like, okay, I, I don't know what that person, where their heart is. Like, my mom would always say to me, like, oh, they know your heart. You know, whoever knows your heart, you know, has that has a certain level of unconditional mm. love for you. Yeah. And so I, there's a lot of people whose heart I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I'm really not trying to shade nobody for how they come to me. Mm-hmm. But I, I just know that, like, I will never feel shy about telling you how to speak to me. Mm-hmm. And um, and I hope that that they can be receptive to that. That's yeah, how I feel about that. You, yeah. yeah. When people act like they know you because of your poem. Yeah. <laughs> Um, for me... Or your opinion on Nas? this is never going to go away. I wish you could see Jose. It's never going to go away. This contrast is so stark to Jose who let it ring. It's fun. I love you, dude. A lot. You know, I think... I think I think I'm really lucky that I have some people in my life that I've known a long time. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that won't hesitate to tell me when I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But will also not hesitate to have my back if I'm not wrong. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, so like there, like you were saying, right? Like your mom says, like people know your heart. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? There are folks that I that that know my heart that that have my back and so if someone because like you i'm i'm also you know what i mean like i um how how can i stop this from becoming a long story what i think what people need to understand about me is that i uh however i'm perceived now you know what i mean whatever that perception is does not necessarily align with how i see myself you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. or how i have ever seen myself you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like in my eyes i'm still the immigrant kid from Mexico who, like, can barely speak coherently. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I just I have a hard time seeing myself other than what I was when I was five, six mm-hmm. years old. You know what I mean? Like, even though I've grown way past that. You know what I mean? Um, and so in... But I, like, learned for a long time because of that, that some bad things. Like, I, bad meaning, like harmful to myself you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like I learned how to be silent in the face of people that treated me wrong you know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying like I learned how to like take abuse and like respond with kindness like Mm -hmm. just habits that were harmful to myself and so Mm -hmm. I'm lucky enough now that like I have people in my corner that have my back and that will will like will actually help me you know, step away from situations that, that are harmful, that are abusive, you know what I'm saying? And so when people approach me and they're like, yo, I heard that thing that you said or, you know, whatever, um, I'm okay because the folks that I that, that that matter, the folks that have my back will continue to have my back, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And that's not like a static circle, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think I also... Um, like, I, I feel like I'm a pretty vulnerable person, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think that I have a good eye for, like, you know, like you were saying, like, you you saw Jive and, and Jive responding in a certain way, and you were in a traumatic moment, and you knew, right? Like, mm-hmm. he was good people. I think that I've, I think that I'm lucky that, that I, like, have up to this point in my life been able to, like, discern who's good people yeah. from, like, who's not, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and so... And so to me, like, damn, I f- I'm feeling kind of, like, teary-eyed now. But, like, <laughs> as long as, like, Nate has my back and, like, mm. Aziza has my back and John has my back, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. I could I could care less what such and such a person thinks about me, you know what I'm saying? Because the folks that, that know me, that know my heart, that, like, 
know me personally are still there you know what i'm saying so Mm -hmm. like that's that's what like allows me to move forward and and speak in the ways that you were talking about right so that that like allow me to like speak in my own voice you Mm -hmm. know what i mean that's what has me that's what those are the folks that got my back that that keep me able Mm -hmm. to move forward in the face of like folks who are like yo you know what i mean your opinion on Nas is trash. <laughs> <laughs> and that's an innocent one, right? Yeah. Like, because I, no, I don't right. care. It's but, Right. Yeah. But, you it know, is in the, big one. It is right. Trash, and, yeah. <laughs> but even in the face of all that trash talk, right? Yeah. yeah. You are right. so highly, and um, um, you're just so highly loved. Yeah. You should know that. Yeah. Thank you. You know what I mean? And, and in my best days, I can feel that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so in the face of like, you know what I mean, I I published a poem like Citizen Illegal and, and if someone has an That's my jam. has an issue yeah. with that, you know what I mean? Like it's well, you so know, then that means they're who you're talking to. Yeah, well, and, <laughs> yeah exactly, right? Supporter. Like I'm saying who wants a Trump supporter anyway? Like, right. Not right. One. And right. you should look that poem up. It's on the Poets House <laughs> website. Hey. It's amazing. Yeah. It's incredible. Oh, that's Such right, Poets House Fellow. Good that's right. Yeah. Poets yeah. House Fellows. Pa- we yeah. got three generations. Ah, we got years. you and Paul Trent. Poets House, yeah. yes. Me and Ocean. I think yeah. we're in Rico. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Anyway, so that's yeah. that. those are my thoughts. You know what I'm saying? How about you, my friend? I think my <laughs> answer to that question has actually changed a lot over the years. I'm I'm more cool, I think, at this point. In, than I ever have been in my life mm. with the idea that different people know me in different ways, mm. you know? And I think it took me a while to to uh, get used to the reception that comes back from the vulnerability of a, of a poem or what you put out into the world. And I think for a long time, if people came up and were like, oh man, you're, you're so happy, or you're, you know, like after a poem where I, where I was just positive that it was a sad poem and yeah, I didn't yeah. understand why that was, uh, why they would say that it was a happy poem or something. Like I was more uh, pressed to feel like unseen in that moment. Mm. But now I, I don't know. I, like, uh, I think it made me skeptical in a way that was helpful because how I had felt before wasn't where I needed to be. But that skepticism became a default response in some ways mm-hmm. to like anybody thinking they knew me from as a result of, of uh, poetry. And I kind of lost the me who was 21 and really moved by a, a certain author's work and you know, was sitting inside of my house trying to type a MySpace message that would be mm. perfect just to communicate mm. that Old they school. really meant something to me, That's you know? And I had no idea what that would look like yeah. on the other side. And so when, you know, people reach out to me, I think I forgive sometimes now more like an over-familiarity yeah. because I recognize that there is something so personal in the arts, I mean, talk about this podcast, like, couldn't be more personal. Right. Uh, we at the crib. You know? <laughs> and I, and, that's, and, that's, and you know, like, that's... You got the rum. That's the intentional. Rum. And yeah. I think there are a lot of people out there who are desperate, like, desperate mm-hmm. for connection. Yeah. And have no Most idea Most how to get people. it. Yeah. And I've felt that way before, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. I've been like, well, I get connection over here, but this thing that I need I have no idea how to get it yeah. how to establish be it romantic connection social connection professional connection mm-hmm. and just like I don't know I'm more forgiving now of people who want to reach out and say they liked your work and then they are like I don't know talk shit about somebody on accident I see it in their face that they're like oh god I just meant to like try to bond with you but yeah. I clearly even did that wrong and that I want to be like well we're not going to talk shit about that person but you know, I'm That's like, smart. I appreciate that you're moving towards connection. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, yeah, I guess that's my answer. But I feel like also what we do opens a door for weirdly because it's so personal, it can be depersonalized. Mm-hmm. And we're not, I don't, you know, like celebrities in the traditional sense of the word, but celebrity on its own, I mm-hmm. think is like one of the most objectified ways of thinking of someone because you're like, 
they've made this thing and that thing is something I own in my life. Mm -hmm. And unless you're really clear on the mechanics of that, you're like, why won't Frank Ocean give me <laughs> my album? You know, like not why, not how is Frank out there, even though Frank false advertised or whatever. You're not like he could stop doing that though. He's playing with okay. No doubt, but Frank <laughs> Ocean also like sure, got sure in a he, he also like they got in a fist fight yeah. with Chris Brown. Yeah, and that and that's that it is. it is. And I'm not saying that's why or why not anything related to the album. I'm just saying you don't know mm. what's going on in somebody's yeah. life, mm -hmm. and you can think because they make art that's really personal and connects with you that that you get it. That, that you get it yeah, like and that you can't picture your life without it, mm -hmm. and thus it will continue oh, yeah. to come. You know, like nobody's going to take Channel Orange away from you, yeah. and thus you think Frank Ocean is a constant in your life. And potentially owes you another album. Even the ultra nostalgic is still my favorite. Oh, yeah. Favorite. Excellent. Excellent. Do product. love it. Also, that goes back to what Aziz's mom said, which is like, they're going to be all right. Maybe and I, in this yeah. case, he really knows We'll be We'll be Because we have been night. You know what I mean? We have Chance 3. We have a Beyonce visual album. We have a James Blake new album. We have Kate Trinata's new album with Craig David on the feature. Jamila Woods coming out in June. By the time this podcast dropped, you'll probably have the Jamila Woods I mean, we are well kept. You know what I'm saying? Like, We are not. We're not hungry. We got Life of Pop. Well, we got views. We got, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and we got classics. Yeah. If you real thirsty, classics. go back to the classics. Yeah. Yo, you know what I've been doing lately? Um, me Tell and Nabi, we've been crate digging, right? Uh -huh. Um, and so like I love proper crate. Like, no. Like, like <laughs> I thought we was getting those. No. 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 Beyond <laughs> you like no, Spotify discography. You, you know what I mean? Apple Music. They work. Like, they work. Right. Hey, I I'm mean, on Apple Music. It's like it's hard, right? You know, because I it's hard to it's hard to do that mobile, right? But um, there, there. When I can, I will hit the crates because my granddad left us like shit, like two hundred records or some shit. Yeah. Um, but. We've been doing this thing where we'll listen to like, um, you know, the song, the game and Drake, um, that 100 song, right? Right, right, right? And we'll be like, what is the sample for this? Oh. And we go back and we and we find yes. Feel the Fire by Piavo Bryson. Yeah, and, we're we're and we've been studying Peebo, Peebo yes. Bryson, um, lit as fuck. Yes. And, yeah. and like, we'll be doing shit like that. And then we'll find like the superstar mm -hmm. um, uh, a sample from Willie Hutch the soundtrack that he did and then like you know um the the I choose you sugar. oh my god um that one invitation mm -hmm. for Norman Connors what a beautiful what a be song and yo that song is beautiful hey listen yeah. internet go listen to invitation by Norman Connors yes um, you won't be because mad. the you know lead I mean? singer she she just goes the fuck off at the mm. end you know and let me not go all the way into that because Nabi's writing an essay about that and I don't want to temper it but you know that there's a whole science behind that. But, like, what we've been doing is just, like, going back and finding, like, to your to your thing about classics, mm -hmm. is, like, you have classics that you don't even know you love, yeah, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. But you innately love them because yeah. they're on all your favorite records. There was a soundtrack yeah. to your, like, your baby years. They were all of us. You didn't know you were listening to that shit when moms was cleaning. Not you know, at all. You know? Not, and you didn't know you were listening to it while, like... Maybe your parents were fighting, mm. or, or like when your sister was just being an asshole, mm. or you know when your cousin was you and your cousin were having a great day. Mm -hmm. Like what was behind all of that? And for me, it's like Sade, James Brown, mm -hmm. like um, I like that you said Peebo, Peebo Bryson, Howard Hewitt, mm -hmm. um, Alexander O'Neill. Mm -hmm. OJ's, OJ's, whispers, whispers, oh. temptations, Delphonics, Delphonics. Yeah. Oh my God, Sly, oh, the family Newber, Sly, yes, yo, Newber, Maze, man, Maze, Frankie Beverly, Beverly. I'd flip this table if it wasn't so beautiful. Shit. <laughs> Shit. Shout out to the table. Talking Shout about Maggie. Shout out to Maggie, Shout out to Maggie all day. Yo, yeah. and and like. Even you know, big name, but like Al Green. Al Green. Al Sweating. Green. Oh my god. And and freaking they just do. And and what I love about all these singers is that so blessed. Like I love watching this one, um, Luther Vandross, it's a clip. Mega showed me this actually. It's a clip um from the nineteen eighty four NAACP awards and Luther Vandross is singing to Dionne Warwick and he's singing um A House Is Not a Home and he's doing all these runs, crazy shit. He's like like he does the whole deal. But what you notice is like 
God, it's like that's where the poem lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Right? It's like that's where the lineage lives. Mm-hmm. Mm. You see Dion's face and she's like, go, baby. You know, yeah. doing that whole like wonderful thing black mm-hmm. women do when mm-hmm. they're like happy about something. Affirmations. Oh my God, yeah. yeah. And she at the end she cries yeah. because Luther's just like really I mean the song is gorgeous like a chair is still a chair even when no one's sitting there no one sitting there but a chair is still a chair and a house is not a home like it's it's just not when there's two of us and we're far apart and it's I'm gonna start crying right and I remember sitting with my dad when I was visiting home and we sat at my laptop. Mm-hmm. We were sitting on the same chair, very, you know, absurdly, and just watching video after video after mm-hmm. video. And he was like, oh, do you know this one? Do you know this band? Do you know the Dells? Like, mm-hmm. like all this stuff. And I was like, dad, like, you're a genius. And he used to be a DJ in the mm-hmm. 70s in the basement parties, right? When, like, Cool Herc was doing all of a sudden. He's, wow. He still think Cool Herc is a hack, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> he's like, Herc! Let me tell you about her. I'm like, please don't. I don't want to know. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just I got. I went on a pretty long tangent. No, he really. He's a hater like shit. I love you, Dad. You're. You just have a very specific taste. Which shout out to Jesus, Dad. But all that to say, yes, we do have the classics, and same is true for for poetry. It's like if you get if you're like, man, where that new Eduardo? It's like read some Gwendolyn. I return to Clifton. Yeah. Always. I'll return to Lucille Clifton. What do you look for when you read Clifton? Like, where? Why do you go back to that house? I go to her because the brevity Hmm. and the vastness and the loss of breath is the realest shit I've ever. Hmm. It's like when your grandmother talks to you and she doesn't finish her entire sentence, but the the story is there, Hmm. and she'll tell you, "You already know," and (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah, you're like, what? I don't know. Why don't you finish like saying what I know? <laughs> and that's how those Clifton poems feel, you know? When yeah. she's like, come celebrate with me today. Something has tried to kill me and has failed. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> Why the fuck you just did that to me? Like, yeah. And now I think no. of all the small deaths, you know? Oh. Every time. Because, I mean, she didn't write just like, you know, I got hit by a car. I, right. I had to run from bullets. She's talking about the small deaths yeah. every day yeah. the times you look through me every the times day. you take my children the mm. times you question my humanity like right, right. and 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 when i read it when i read her i see the full story unfolding in my own life yeah. and i have permission to write huh. so that's she's who i go to wow uh, clifton i used to uh margaret atwood uh-huh. uh toy derricott yeah um but then also like novel wise like jasmine ward salvage yeah. We, me and John Sands talked about this shit. I think we were supposed to We were like, honestly, you should stop, stop the podcast and read all three of Jeff's books. Right Fair now. You know. Have Fair a seat. Enough. I'm getting comfy cushion. Oh, salvage the bones. I cried when China left. Okay. Where the line bleeds to is great. Where the line bleeds, she was honest though, right? When we went to the she the says that. Oh, did you go to? The I line heard. Line? I mean, oh my I know God. that I she says that. that. Me when she said, so Jasmine Ward. She said I wasn't willing to kill the dog. But I yeah. think sometimes she oh. came. She came to the New York Public Library and she was like, my first book is like my second book, but in my first book, I didn't want bad things to happen to my oh. characters, and so I protected them. Yep. Wow. But I hear her say Isn't that, and I think wow. there are people who don't read that book because they've heard that, and they're like, okay, so let me just get, like, the good stuff, and that book is so good. No, no, the book is good on everyday life, right? The yeah. book is like Gwendolyn Brooks Mall, hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It just, yeah. We were just talking about that. Yeah, it's yeah. like, it's just so lush hmm. that you feel like you're sitting on a stoop watching hmm. the neighborhood go yes. by you. Wow. I do love those books yeah and, yeah and it's it's a beautiful book but what she um what, what she is amazing at doing which i still try to learn how to do is to be so lush in language and to create a character so vivid that if something happens to that character the reader will weep yeah like you are invested in the character. Yeah. Good, bad, ugly, indifferent. You feel tethered to them. And she wrote Salvage the Bone so well that I was connected to the dog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when the dog jumped out the window during the fucking Katrina, like the pre. Oh, man. To this date, I will never forget. I didn't realize I was crying until someone was like, Are you okay? Wow. wow. And I was reading and I was like, 
overwhelmed with sadness because not only did she talk about the dog running away to save others, but like she like built this boat for us to look at the entire history of Katrina. And how could you not be moved? Mm. You know, I I often wonder in moments like that in books, like uh, there's actually a moment in this movie I really love, um, The Lives of Others. And it's about one of my favorite times in history, which is like uh, the during the Berlin Wall and in East Germany, mm-hmm. right? So where the Stasi was like the secret police, you know, and mm-hmm. they would tattle on everybody and, you know, do weird interrogation tactics. And um, there was a moment where this one dude is spying on these artists, and one's a playwright and the other's an actress. And the playwright, his friend is a director, and he hangs himself because mm-hmm. they've outlawed him directing. They're like, mm-hmm. you can't direct anymore. And he's like, well, I don't really know what shit else. Why am I here? You know, mm-hmm. if I can't direct, then I ain't got shit else to do. Mm-hmm. And he was telling his playwright friend, he was like, you're lucky. Even if they tell you not to write, you can write. If they tell me not to direct, well, I'm not going to direct. You know, I can't sit in my house directing. Mm-hmm. Like, um, And I realized how lucky we are. But the dude, he was, he decided, the playwright, once he heard about his friend dying, he played this um, sonata, I think it's a Beethoven sonata, sonata for a good man, and he played it, and he said, um, how can, if a man can hear that, really hear that, and weep, is he a bad man? And, the, and you, you see the next frame, the spy, the Stasi spy weeping, mm-hmm. like at his desk, and he's just so moved mm-hmm. by the music. And, and I feel like what we do is important because it allows people to realize, like, what side they're on, really. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you're a Stasi police, you know, hard, bad motherfucker, but you wept when you heard a Beethoven sonata. Mm-hmm. So maybe you're not your job. Right. You know? It, it, inclu- it, it gives space for doubt mm-hmm. that could really save you. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's a great movie also. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> Where but, circumstances don't make you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, or they unmake you mm-hmm. or, 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 or whatever, mm-hmm. right? And, and I don't know. There, there's just been so many moments where, like, I don't know. I'll, I'll see someone, like, read... Read uh, Brief Wonder's Life of Oscar Wilde or something, and they won't only laugh, but they'll remember like the color of the gangster's suit mm-hmm. or the perm that was in um, uh, the belly's hair mm-hmm. or like uh, Lola's shaved head, and mm-hmm. and I'm like, if you can remember those details, like I don't know, mm-hmm. something about you is something about me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Should we call it? Yeah, this has been to. the this longest awesome. and most incredible interview. Dude, uh, and I still feel like I should talk to <laughs> <laughs> Please tell us about penmanship and like how you found it. That tell yeah. us about you know what I mean? Like oh, man. Go so, I'll be back after that. That means that the people yeah. at home, America, you need yeah. to go. Uh, you probably already, you know, are familiar with some of the work, or if not all of the work of Mahogany L. Brown, but uh Mo, where can they? Where can the people find you? You can see me uh, anywhere. Mo Brown with an E at the end of Brown. M O B R O W N E dot com at Twitter at Instagram Mahogany L Brown on Facebook. Um, my website is Mo Brown, which goes to all of those nice. social networks that I listed. Nice. Yeah. Uh, we have a couple books out right yeah, now. A couple books. Um, Smudge came out with. Button Poetry last year, Um, Willow Books, the full length, Willow Books put out the full length of Redbone in October. It was nominated for an NAACP award. Your brother, Nate Marshall, Terrence Hayes, and Ross Gay. Wow. Uh, Carl so Phillips, squad right there. Yo, squad, real. So I'm just happy right now. I'm finishing up this um, editing project with Jamila Woods and Heatrice Simmons. The break beats to Black Girl Magic so Anthology. So it's amazing. a real thing. Cannot world. It's so disrespectful. Good. It's so disrespectful. We need it's disgusting. Can't wait. To and see I'm so audience. excited to just celebrate, um, celebrate these this, all that shit, all yeah. that shit, all yeah. that, all that we were told could not shine and glimmer and shake. Mm. Anyway. Wow. Shine, glimmer, shake. I want that. Yeah. I would get that tattoo. That could be a tattoo. Yeah. 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 Right. Uh, we're the poetry guys. You can find us at 
The Poetry Gods. All of our Twitter handles are right there. And if you want to send us any feedback, yeah, you know, we love feedback. Or only the good feedback. Uh, yeah. Or if you want to book us, you know what I mean. Hey, we've been, we've been we talking do about doing shows. these live shows. Yep, you want us to do a live show in your neighborhood, in your university. You know what I mean. Holler at the kids. Because we're good at it. You know what I mean? We'll come through. You buy the rum and, you know, pay some sort of honorarium. We'll figure it out. You know what? a little glass tumbler. We'll back channel. You gotta be Um, a glass tumbler. (laughs) Email at... Uh, We're email the poetry gods at gmail.com. Email the poetry gods at gmail.com or just, you know, send us questions that you want us to get to at the podcast. A couple of you have already sent questions. We really appreciate that. We're sorry we haven't gotten to those yet, but we will. I promise we're going to do it. Uh, There was, so we got, uh, you know, I don't know off the top of my head. We're going to have to look for them. We're going to get to them. (laughs) Look out for a QA special. There were some some questions about like. Whether, like, when is a good time to start touring if awesome. you've just started into the, the poetry world and kind of, like, how long do you all believe that one should pay their dues? Like, or are there dues to be paid? Does that, Absolutely. Does that matter? And those kind of... Yeah. Those kind of... They're, they're interesting discussions, and I'm sure one that ones that we would, you know, can yeah. definitely talk about. Um, we definitely have a lot of work to do. We do. Good job, yeah. poetry gods. Thanks. Uh, yeah. yeah! Thank you so much for speaking uh, will you close us with a poem? Oh, yeah, please. Oh, shit. Okay, okay I'll do Blurred Visions. Yeah, while Mo is getting that poem, uh, you know, I'm you know free shout literary. Out to the sponsor, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mike Gabe Ron. <laughs> Go to your local liquor store. I'm a, hold on. <laughs> I'm trying to do a real promo. <laughs> uh, you should get Mount Gay Rum. And I have a free literary mixtape through Rataplax. It's an illustrated 11 poem book, uh, it's illustrated by Really Dope. Uh, poet and illustrator named Edwin Torres. Uh, it's called Aziza. The Perfect Mix. Aziza Barnes also has a book that you should get. It's yeah. called I Be But I Ain't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be Aziza's hype person. That's it. You know what That's mean? it. You Thank still you. gotta uh, get that Jose Oliveira's joint home court. Hey, him and Ben. Very cute. Yeah, the okay. pop off. Yeah, home court. That's available. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and um, you know. Uh, we're cute. It's summer. Don't Look send out us outlandish yeah. text messages. Yeah. But tweet us. Tweet us <laughs> what tweet you like about the the episode. We're really active on Twitter, and we get back to people, and we'll favorite you, and we'll enjoy you, and yeah. we'll talk favorite. to you. Favorite. I forgot that that's what the language used to be. Oh, is that is not it what like it is? Now? It's like now. It's they like, changed. Oh, it's not they favorite. Just Did I just well, date so myself? How did you no, that's, that's, well, they changed it. They changed it a while ago because they were trying to be Facebook. They changed it a month ago. No, Facebook already had like. But they didn't. They had favorite, which meant that, like... But they changed it from, like, a star to a heart. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's very confusing. It's weird. That happened in some weird boardroom in Silicon Valley. I'm sure off of, like, an algorithm. Yeah. Anyway, we're not in Silicon Valley. We're here in in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Mahogany Brown is about to read you a poem. So wherever you are, even if you're listening to this on the train, especially, we see you. You're on the train. We want you to put your hands together, at least silently, for Mahogany Brown. So the name of this poem is Blurred Vision, Uh and I wrote it uh, investigating my middle school, my middle school era. Mm -hmm. Me and Lily ain't talking, Mm -hmm. cause she thinks she cute, cause she think I ain't. Must be pretty boy Curtis all in her head, all in her mouth, Mm -hmm. making her forget her home training. Making her forget her daddy got a gun for a living. And her mama ain't live with them. And this is why I ain't think she ain't got no sense no how. Because ain't nobody but fast girls checking for Curtis. And he keep her name close. And she don't come home the same way no more. She must think she cute. Mm -hmm. Must think I ain't. How she keep me waiting like I'm supposed to like Curtis or something. And I hate his light-skinned self. Especially because he ain't funny as he think. Especially when he called me black and ugly and stupid. And she stay grinning like he the son, like we ain't friends. Like I am protected from them heifers that want to jump on her every time we go to the skate rink. Because Lily pretty. And their boyfriends forget their home training around her. 
So when Curtis say the things I already said about myself and she laugh, I know deep down inside she ain't never really thought I was pretty know-how. How she just said them lies to keep my shadow all up and around her sunshine smile. She be the sun. When we go to the pool party and everybody there in their bikinis and I got my one piece, I got my one piece on with the white t-shirt on top. And the boys just a looking like they mama ain't talking nothing worth knowing. And Lily got that good hair. So she don't care if it's wet and loose. And my hair ain't close to being good. So I keep it in a tight, 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 real tight ponytail. <laughs> Till the sun gets so hot. I jump in to cool my sadness down. It's like I already know. So I let my shoulders sink low like my heartbeat. And I watch Lily how she walk and everybody stop and I'm trying to learn cause ain't nobody got time for the kind of shade I got. But everybody got time for the sun. Mm. Lily smile at Curtis. And he only a little bit cute. <laughs> but he ain't funny or smart so that's how I know she lying. Mm. And I pretend I don't hear his South Sacramento slur. I pretend I can't see his hazel eyes when he say, lose her, ugly, black ass, and Lily laugh. She say, shut up, Curtis. But it sound like, come here. So I dunk my head underwater slow and wait for her to say anything like, I don't care how pretty your eyes is. Don't talk about my friend. But she just say, shut up. And she laughed. And I think I could stay here. Where it's all blurry, aqua blue, I think I could stay here. Where my eyes don't hurt so much. And it don't feel like I've been looking at the sun all day long. Come on, Are you the only hype man? Yes. Okay. You could join in. Yes. I, I you learn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the only hard part is he's the only one who could really hear it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, hey, 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 oh, hey, oh, oh, hey, oh, hey, oh, hey, Oh, that one thing right man. there? That's it? When you mean that shit, that thing come out.